Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, August 22, 2021. We apologize for coming in four hours later for the live broadcast. But we have some challenges. But we thank God that everything is good now. So give him all the praise and honor. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank and bless you. We give you all the praise and honor. You are God. Your children are listening. Bless them, Lord, with your words. Above all, Lord, that they become doers of your word. That they be a testimony to this generation, O oh God. And peradventure through them, Lord our God, you bring men into the kingdom of God. We pray the blood of Jesus Christ upon them, wherever they are. And as they go about doing the business that you have called us to do, Lord. Bless their homes. Meet them at their points of need, so they do not reach out their hand to touch iniquity. They be able to know that they and the world do not belong in the same space. All the glory and honor belong to you, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from Abraham Brassi. We thank him as usual. The Clash of the Kingdom series continues. Series outline. We have already done two. Today we are on the third topic. The Lord exposes, rebukes, and condemns Jewish religious leaders for their hypocrisy and apostasy. That's today's topic. The outline. Expose Sadducees' ignorance and unbelief. Number two. The Lord denounced scribes and Pharisees for replacing the scriptures with their tradition. Number three, he condemned the scribes and Pharisees for their hypocrisy. Then number four, he warned his followers to beware the East teachings of religious leaders. And then finally, do you have compassion for those on the verge of inheriting eternal death? That means the world. Those who have not believed. First scripture, please. I read from Acts chapter 5, verse 17. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. Praise the Lord. I'm bringing this for you to know that the high priest of Israel at the time and all his officials were Sadducees. Remember that. I want you to note that. That's why I brought this scripture up. Next scripture, please. Acts chapter 23, verses 6 to 8. Paul realized that some members of the high council were Sadducees and some were Pharisees. So he shouted, Brothers, I am a Pharisee as were my ancestors. And I am on trial because my hope is in the resurrection of the dead. This divided the council. The Pharisees against the Sadducees, for the Sadducees say there is no resurrection or angels or spirits, but the Pharisees believe in all of these. Praise the Lord. I have brought this together, these two scriptures, for you to note. The high priest, the one that was sitting on the seat of Aaron, the one that's supposed to offer sacrifices on behalf of the people, belong to the set of the Sadducees. In fact, the priestly class were the Sadducees. And he was the leader. And they did not believe in the scriptures. 
Because look at the following. They do not believe in the resurrection from the dead. Neither do they believe in angels or spirits. So, the one that offers sacrifices to the living God does not believe in what he was doing. Next scripture, please. Matthew chapter 22, verses 23 to 32. That same day, Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now they were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married, and having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living not the dead. Praise the Lord. Look at the Lord's statement to the Sadducees in verse 29. Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. That's number one, they're ignorant. And you don't know the power of God. You don't even believe in God. He used it to expose their ignorance and their unbelief. And yet these were supposed to be the leaders of the people. Let's go to the next group. The Lord denounced scribes and Pharisees for replacing the scriptures with their tradition. The scribes were the legal experts and the Pharisees were the teachers. But I group all of them together because they are supposed to be the very knowledgeable ones. Scripture, please. Mark chapter 7, verses 1 to 9. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now, when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. Verse 9, he said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God 
that you may keep your tradition. Praise the Lord. It's very sad. Very sad. You reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. How to wash plates. How to eat. What to eat. What not to eat. But the commandment of God that ought to be the point. No. The traditions of men, of human beings, has replaced the commandments of God. So the Lord denounced these legal experts and the teachers of the law. How sad. The ones who were supposed to guide the people, the majority of the people, had no access to the Torah. That's to the written scriptures then. They depended on these leaders to teach them. So the masses or the crowd, the multitude, had nobody to guide them. And they'll be excused on the last day. But not this generation. This 21st century generation that has access to God's word in all ramifications. Who still allow themselves to be deceived by the religious leaders in religious Christianity. You believe all the things they tell you. How many days you fast? How many days you pray? The type of prayer you pray so that God will hear you. When God has said you should come to him so that he will do what? He is your personal Lord. You, you say he's your Lord and Savior. How does that reflect if you can't walk with him personally? When you have to depend on another human being to teach you. Just as those religious leaders were denounced. So the Lord denounces all religious leaders in apostate Christianity according to mislead God's people. But you being misled have no excuse. The masses of the first generation, that's the first early church when Christ, before Christ from, you know, resurrected, had an excuse. They didn't have access to the scriptures. But you have access to the scriptures. And you cannot allow your Jews and your pastors to deceive you. Yours will be condemned on the last day. The Lord denounced them. And I'm using this opportunity to denounce all who continue to mislead God's people. But I'm saying, you who have believed, why do you continue believing men and women? When they, you have access to God. You have access in your closet to read your Bible. To study the scriptures. To allow him to lead your life. So that you will also help others to find the same truth. Instead, you continue. And you say God is God. Well, well, let's continue. He condemned the scribes and Pharisees for their hypocrisy. Not only have they rejected the commandments of God and put their own commandments and laws, they also were hypocrites. Let's scripture, please. Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 19. Now Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear robes with extra long tassels. And they love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi. Don't let anyone call you rabbi, 
For you have only one teacher, and none of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven is your spiritual father. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind? For which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Praise the Lord. God's word to you. I encourage you to read that Matthew chapter 23 in full. You need to read it and see. You know, some people say, look, somebody is carrying people into Christless eternity. Somebody is taking people into eternal death. And people say, no, we have to have, you know, it's not good to say. The Lord has said any religious leader, that means anybody who says a Jew or pastor, who is misleading people, is a blind fool. He's a hypocrite. He called them. He didn't call them. Because the Lord knows what how hell is. He knows. He came from heaven to redeem humanity. And now human beings have decided that they're like gods, like the Sadducees. They want to enrich themselves with the trumpets from their followers. They come in to tell them, God will do this, but they themselves are so cheating on the people because for them this world is their home. They don't believe in that which they are telling you. They tell you to make long prayer, so they make it for you. But their heart is not in that prayer. Because they lack compassion. If they, did, if they had compassion, they wouldn't be fleecing the poor in their congregation. They wouldn't be telling them that unless you bring tithe and offering, God will not bless you. Not knowing whether the person has eaten or not. That's the point we are making. So stop hiding, being cowardly to the church you attend. If you know you can't, Confront the leadership in the church you attend with the truth, then you have no reason to be there. Go out to the world and teach and preach the gospel of Christ unhindered. I encourage you to read Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 19, even the whole chapter, because I can spend the whole day speaking on this topic. Number four, he warned his followers that means you and I. So beware the yeast teachings of religious leaders. That means beware of the teachings of your pastors and Jews who do not use the scriptures to teach and preach. Next scripture, please. Matthew chapter 16, verses 11 and 12. Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? So again I say, 
Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Praise the Lord. 21st century Sadducees. You are pastors. You are Jehovah's Seers. All who are seeking the adoration and adulation of human beings. The apostate. Denominations that have said their tradition is superior to the scriptures. Or when the scripture and their tradition are in conflict, they would rather take the tradition. Just like the Sadducees, just like the Pharisees. Just like the scribes, the so-called legal experts of the law. If the law condemned them then, he condemns them today, even more so. Because he has come, died, and rose again. And his kingdom has come, inaugurated. And these are now opposing the kingdom that he came to inaugurate. They have greater condemnation. We plead with all to repent. When you repent, it's all forgotten, it's all forgiven. Tell your Jews and pastors who are preaching, not from the scriptures, but from their human heads and hearts. Tell them, please, to repent. God, the Lord is calling them. When they come, they will not be able to tell their congregation, millions in their congregation, the truth. Can you imagine what a glorious revival will take place in such buildings called churches or denominations? Just imagine it. If there are Jews who said, look, I was in error. I've been teaching with my human mind. I was misled. Look at the scriptures, what it says. Can you imagine the revival that take place in that place? Just imagine it. You might be the catalyst if you insist on going to such places. I'm not saying don't go. I'm saying if you are there and something is wrong, point it out. If you can't point it out, then you need to leave for conscience sake. Praise the Lord. Do you have compassion for those on the verge of inheriting eternal death? Anyone that doesn't accept Christ as Lord and Savior, and walk in the counsel of the Holy Spirit is doomed. That is the truth. Such people are inheriting eternal death. That means they will live a life without God at the end of the age. Could be your neighbor, could be your brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your son, your daughter, your best friends. All because you are cowardly, you couldn't tell them the truth. If you really love them, you have compassion for them. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 and 38. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Praise the Lord. Look at it, the Lord had compassion on the multitude. Just as he had then, he still has compassion for the nearly 8 billion people in the world. He sees the billions of human beings heading to eternal death just because his children are cowardly or children are too busy chasing the things in the world. Forgetting that his kingdom is already here. All they have to do is walk with him and he will guide them as the kingdom continues to expand. We have been saved. Yes, we inherit eternal life, but also called to help expand the kingdom of God that has already been launched. Remember, we're in the kingdom of God series. It's already on earth. 
is being challenged by the kingdom of darkness, of which the world is a subset. Rather than expand that kingdom, many of us are busy running with the world, which is a subset of the kingdom of darkness. You know, we run with the hair and hunt with the hound, as the saying goes. You know, you eat from here, eat from there. Doesn't work. The kingdom has been launched. It's been inaugurated. It is you and I who must now expand it and bring many more into the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. The Lord sees billions of human beings heading to eternal death. He has compassion for them, just as he had them when he walked on earth. His observation that there were few laborers then is even more so today. There are very few laborers. Very few teachers of the word. Very few that preach the truth. Very few that say it is only the scripture and only the scripture alone. His command to his followers then and now is this. That's an assignment for you and I. Each day pray the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into his harvest. And when you are praying, four fingers will point back to you because we say, and what of you? Are you ready? That's when your prayer becomes effective. If you are also ready to go, your prayer becomes effective. If you're a child of God, and I believe most of you listening are children of God, genuinely, you're children of God. And I thank God for your lives. And I love you with the depth in my heart. Are you seeing what your Lord God is seeing? Are you so immersed in the worldly affairs that you are unable to see? Are you allowing the enemy to sidetrack you? If you are seeing the billions of human beings just like God is seeing them on the verge of dying and heading into the lake of fire. What are you and I doing about it? There's no point making excuses. Potentially, there's no difference between you, the prophets of the Old Testament, or the Old, and the apostles and the disciples who gave their lives to Christ, who gave their lives, physical lives, so this gospel shall be preached. There's no point making excuses. They could also have made excuses. But the difference between them and us is that they didn't shy away from the call of God. When God called them, they said, how far do I go? Not, oh, you know, I have to do something here. You know, my wife is there, or my husband is there, or my children. You know, we have to eat. No. They simply said, Lord, how far? They didn't use their circumstances. Many of them were so poor. Or their personal needs as excuses. They answered God's call irrespective of their circumstances and the threats to their lives. Next scripture, please. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. 
But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Praise the Lord. Many of us have really believed and have truthfully we want to serve God. But look at what the Lord is telling you in verse 34. If you want to be his follower, he said, you and I must turn from our selfish ways. We must now begin to say, what, is, what does God want me to do? Take up your cross and for me, die to self. Die to the things around you. Because if you hang on to your life in verse 35, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, meaning you are ready to die. If physically, if possible, it doesn't matter. Just do God what God and go into your closet, pray as you pray and release you. Don't be afraid. That's what he's saying. Then it doesn't matter. And it's reminding that even if you get the whole world, which maybe you the king of the world for 80 years or 100 years, what happens? You're done. He's trying to compare the whole world with one soul, and one soul weighs more in that balance. There are more than 2 billion in the world, according to latest study, about 2.38 billion, who identify as Christians in the world. If that were so, if they had really believed, I believe that all would have come. A true follower of the Lord knows that the billions headed to eternal death are not just those who don't identify as Christians, meaning the rest of the six billion. Now, whoever has not accepted Christ's sacrifice and surrendered his or her life to the Savior will not inherit eternal life, which is the scripture we just read. If you want to hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you decide that, Lord, truly this life belongs to you, then you will save it because he's already saving your life for you. I can assure you, <laughs> billions fall into this category. They identify as Christians, but have not surrendered their lives to the Lord of our salvation. Like I said, if they did, <laughs> we would already be there <laughs> to be a different thing by now. Followers of Christ must follow up by interceding and witnessing to those they are prayed for. You pray first for the laborers of which you are one. You then pray for those around you to know him. And then when the Lord leads you, you witness. It is very important. We cannot Contract preaching the gospel to somebody else. We're all called to preach the gospel. We're all called to teach, but we have to learn at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we try to do here is to encourage you to know that you, no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, God has a plan for you. And that plan means being part of the body and do what your Lord tells you to do. So we encourage you. Don't allow the things in the world to distract you. That's the enemy's game plan. 
Trust the Lord to save you. Trust the Lord to do the things that God himself has proposed to do. But he just wants your obedience. He wants my obedience. Praise the Lord. We're going to sing a song as a dear. I'm sure many of you know the song. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longed after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you, my Father, my God. You alone, Father God, are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. To you alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. Join me to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are my friend and you are my brother. And yet you are the King, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I love you more than any other. So much more than anything. And I'm praying today that your children hearing my voice will have that same mindset. That you will give them the grace to have the mindset of God. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone, may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire. And I long to worship you. I want you more than gold or silver. Only you can satisfy. You alone are the real joy giver. And the apple of my eye. You alone are my strength, my shield, my Father, my God. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. And I pray, Lord, that you will enable all your children today to worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for the teaching today. Thank you for your children who have been patient to tune in and those who will tune in later. Father, meet them at their points of need. Open their eyes and their ears. Recircumcise their hearts so that they will not be distracted by the things of the world. Help them, Lord, so that they can actualize the calling you have called them into. So that they will be able to exercise the gifts that you have deposited in them. So they'll be able to go in to continue to expand this kingdom, which you have already launched. They will see themselves, Lord, as a king's children. They are not servants to anybody. You have launched the new kingdom, and they are your children, and they have been called to take possession, to occupy till you come. 
Lord, I'm praying, Lord, that you grant this vision to as many as will tune into this broadcast. As many as will watch this broadcast whenever it is broadcast, either in YouTube or in some other forum. Help them, Lord. Bless their homes. Reboot the devourer for their sex. Preserve and protect them, O God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. By his grace, we see you people next Sunday exactly at 1600 GMT. Blessings to all of you.